0: Hey kids, welcome back to a new adventure. Last month, the eggs left the country of Chile and are now landing in Zambia, which is in Africa. Before they land, though, Gregory has to wake Reggie up from a dream he was having on the plane. Let's listen. Wake up, Reggie, wake up. You're having a dream. Gregory shook Reggie to wake him from his restless sleep. Catch the zebra, catch the zebra, Reggie continued to babble. Gregory splashed some water from his cup on Reggie's face, and he woke up with a jolt. What'd you do that for, Gregory? I was just about to catch the zebra! Reggie was annoyed. You were shouting in your sleep, Reggie. I thought something was wrong, explained Gregory. Get yourself together. We're about to land. Reggie wiped his eyes and adjusted his glasses as he looked out the window. I sure hope I see a zebra, he thought. The plane landed and Shelly gathered the group together. Welcome to Lusaka. This is the capital and largest city in Zambia. And it's a beautiful 82 degrees. I love it. I bet you don't see 82 degrees in Albumen in November. No way, exclaimed Coach Flo. Everyone's wearing winter coats. And it is well into the hockey season right about now. I wonder how the team is doing. Coach Flo said as she briefly lugged off into the distance. Suddenly, Shelly turned and ran away from the group. I'll be right back. Where's she going? asked Reggie's mom. Shelly, what's wrong? Meg shouted after her. Shelly continued running. The eggs were confused, but then saw a boy, about 10 years old, running toward Shelly. They reached each other and hugged for a long time. "Payson, it's so great to see you again. Come and meet my friends. Shelly brought the boy over to the group. Everyone, this is my friend Pezan. I stay with him and his family when I travel to Zambia. They have so kindly offered to host us on their family farm while we visit their country. It's just a short bus ride away. Moni, Pezan addressed the group. That means hello. My family and I speak English, but at home we speak a language called Nyanja. But don't worry, we will speak English for you. Pesan, I would like to learn Nyanja. winked Sigourney. Maybe you can teach us some words. Moni is the first Zambian word I just learned. Hello! Pesan reached for Sigourney's hand. He gave it a shake and said, Muli Sigorni Sigourney chuckled. What does that mean? It means, how are you? replied Pesan. I'm just fine. Wooly Sigourney replied. Pazon smiled with approval. I'm great, and I'm sure looking forward to spending time with all of you. Come on, let's go. The bus is waiting. Pazon led the group to a minibus. You can relax for a while. The trip to my village will take about an hour. Before boarding the bus, Reggie stopped and asked, Pazon, do you think I will see any zebras in your village? Pazon gently laughed. I'll see what I can do. Reggie could not contain his excitement as he climbed aboard the bus. I hope this bus driver gets us to Payson's village quickly. An hour later, the bus arrived at the village. Payson and Shelley got off and escorted the rest of the group to a large jeep waiting to take them to the farm. Upon arriving at the farm, Payson's family came out to greet them. This is my mother and my father, and these are my sisters and brothers. Payson politely introduced all of them. What do you grow on your farm, Miss Poach asked the family. Hazan's father replied, we grow corn, peanuts, and sorghum, which is a cereal crop. We keep some to feed our family, and we sell the rest. How lovely, replied Miss Poach. Con, come please, please, said Paisan's mother, come inside. The group walked toward the farmhouse. They settled into a barn which had been fixed up especially for the egg's visit. It had separate rooms and comfortable beds for all to sleep in. It even had a small schoolroom with a table and chairs so Miss Poach could give the eggs their lessons every morning. Everyone settled in and got comfortable before dinner. I'm going to take a nap, Gregory. Wake me up before dinner, okay? said Reggie. Alright, Reggie, but please don't have any more of your zebra dreams, okay? Very funny, chuckled Reggie. A few hours later, Paisan came into the barn. Come everyone, my mother has prepared a traditional Zambian meal for dinner. It's called Nishima. It's made of maize, which is corn. I love Nishima, said Shelly. And I know for a fact that Paisan's mom makes the best in the village. As the group began to eat, Gregory's mom asked, how do you make this? It's delicious. I cook the maize until it is thick like mashed potatoes. Then I scoop some up, roll it into a ball, and dip it in a sauce I make from vegetables, replied Payson's mom. I'm gonna try this at home, said Gregory's mom. The rest of the evening was spent getting to know one another. Finally, it was time to get some much needed sleep, and the group returned to the barn for the night. The next few weeks were filled with morning school lessons given by Miss Poach and afternoon cultural lessons given by Payson and Shelly. One afternoon, the eggs learned how to make baskets. Paison explained that in addition to farming, his mother and father make baskets to sell at a market in Lusaka. They make them from bamboo, leaves, and different grasses that grow in Zambia. The eggs also learned how to decorate their baskets with dye made from different colored roots and tree bark. Every one of their baskets was a work of art with an original design. Look at my basket, Meg, said Gregory. It has a baseball on it. That's awesome, replied Meg. Mine has polka dots! Pazon was amused at his new friend's decorations for their baskets. I really like your baskets. You can take them home and show your friends. Reggie answered, I'm going to show mine to Benedict. In fact, I'm going to give him my basket. That's a great idea, Reggie, said Sigourney. I'll give my basket to Peggy. I'll put a pea on it for her. I hope they're okay back home, said Gregory. I'm sure they're fine, replied Meg as she flipped her ponytail. We'll make sure to send them postcards before we leave. The next day Payson had a surprise for the group. Guess what? We're going to spend the day at Victoria Falls. They are very, very, very large falls and extremely beautiful. I'm excited to show them to you. Just then, two Jeeps pulled up to escort the entire group to Victoria Falls. Did you know that Victoria Falls is part of the Zambezi River? Shelly shared some facts as they drove toward the falls. We will cross over the Victoria Falls Bridge, where we can get a good view. Look, there it is up ahead. Shelly pointed toward the bridge. As the jeeps crossed over, the group fell silent. The magnificent Victoria Falls were stunning. No one spoke for a while as they enjoyed the wonderful scenery. The jeeps pulled closer to the falls and the group got out to go exploring. The falls sounded like thunder as they rushed over the tall cliffs. This is amazing, said Sigourney. Look over there, it's a rainbow. She pointed to a beautiful prism of light that shone over the falls. Sigourney was filled with a silent joy. I will never forget this scene. She whispered quietly to herself. She snapped some photos and sat down to stare at the beauty for a while. On the ride back to the farmhouse, Reggie leaned over to Pazon and asked, Pazon, do you think I will ever see a zebra? Our time in Zambia will be over soon and I still haven't seen one! Pazon smiled. Just wait, my friend. In a few days we're going on a safari. You never know what we will see. A safari? Really? I can't wait! Did you hear that, Gregory? We're going on a safari, exclaimed Reggie. Cool! Gregory was excited but also exhausted from his day at Victoria Falls. He managed to fall asleep for the remainder of the bumpy Jeep ride back to the farmhouse. Over the next few days, Shelly began to gather supplies for the safari to South Luangwa National Park. We will need enough supplies for our two days there. We'll be staying in a bush camp and sleeping in round huts made of thatched grass. It should be fun. Coach Flo and Miss Poach were a little unsure about this trip. Shelly, are you sure we will be safe at the bush camp? Will the wild animals approach the huts while we are sleeping? Nervously inquired Miss Poach. I was thinking the same thing, added Coach Flo. Shelly replied confidently as she continued to pack the jeeps. Nothing to worry about at all. I've been on these safaris plenty of times, and it has always been safe. Okay, we'll take your word for it, replied Miss Poach, unconvinced. Morning arrived, and the group departed for South Luangwa National Park. When they arrived at the bush camp, safari guides showed them to their huts. The group unpacked their supplies and was treated to lunch by the safari guides. After lunch, they had a few minutes to spend in the small gift shop near the camp entrance, where they picked up a few postcards for Benedict and Peggy. Then the safari was about to begin. We will go out for a few hours this afternoon and then a few hours tomorrow morning, instructed Pazan. Make sure to have your cameras ready and your binoculars handy. You never know when you will see an animal. An hour into the safari, an elephant appeared from the bush. Look, said Pazan. over there! An elephant! Stay quiet and calm and we'll try to get as close as we can. The group was nervous but excited to get so close to an elephant. The Jeep came within a safe distance of the animal. Cameras snapped and binoculars were glued to their eyes as the elephant went about his business, unaffected by the presence of the group. When the elephant wandered off into the distance, the Jeep turned around. Fifteen minutes later, a giraffe came across the plane. Again the Jeep came within a safe distance so the group was able to admire the beautiful animal. That's the longest neck I've ever seen, said Meg. It was time to go back to the huts and Reggie was disappointed they had not seen a zebra. We'll see one tomorrow, Gregory assured him. Don't worry. I sure hope so, replied Reggie. That night all was quiet in the camp. Suddenly there came an ear-piercing scream from Miss Poach's hut. Help! Coach Flo! Paisan! Anybody! Help! Miss Poach ran out of her hut and began to frantically run around in circles. She was in such a panic that everyone came out of their huts to see what was wrong. It's a snake! A snake! I tell you, it tried to bite me! Paisan got to her first. Calm down, Miss Poach. I'll go check your hut. Paisan searched Miss Poach's hut. He came out with a smirk on his face. Miss Poach, here's your snake, said Paisan. He held up a long piece of vine that had been used to hang clothes in the hut. It had fallen from its hook and onto Miss Poach's bed. Oh my, I feel so silly now. I was so worried about being attacked by an animal. I think my imagination got the best of me. Miss Poach calmed down but felt embarrassed. Everyone breathed a sigh of relief and shared a good laugh. They all returned to their huts for a peaceful night's sleep. The next morning, the group packed up the jeeps and spent their last few hours on a safari. It was a quiet morning, and there was no animal movement to be found. The safari guide suggested that they start heading back to Payson's village. Reggie laid his head on the side of the jeep window, looking down at the floor. Gregory knew how disappointed he was. Just then, Payson tapped the safari guide on the shoulder and pointed to the left of some brush. The Jeep turned and drove slowly in that direction. Payson turned around and said to Reggie, Hey Reggie, how are you going to see the zebra if you're looking at the Jeep floor? Reggie lifted his head and perked up like a jack in the box. What? Really? A zebra? Where? The Jeep slowly approached the brush and the most beautiful zebra with his vibrant black and white stripes came into full view. It stopped and looked right at the Jeep. It seemed to look directly at Reggie. Wow, do you see that? The zebra is looking right at me! Reggie whispered to Gregory. He snapped a few photos and gazed at the animal for a while. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, he said. Pazan smiled as they headed back to his village. He was glad he could fulfill his friend's dream. The last night in Zambia was a huge celebration. Paisan's brothers and sisters taught the eggs how to play special drums. The entire village was invited to the celebration by a special beat of the drum. The drums were used like a telephone. Each beat had a different meaning. This beat told the village that a party was about to take place. There was food, dancing, and music. Everyone had a wonderful time. The eggs were exhausted by the end of the night. We have to do one last thing, said Meg. We have to send Benedict and Peggy postcards and tell them about our awesome time in Zambia. I will send Benedict this postcard with a zebra on it that I got from the Safari gift shop," offered Reggie. I have one with Victoria Falls that I will send to Peggy, said Sigourney. The Aches made sure to tell their friends about their adventures in Zambia. Payson said he would mail the postcards first thing in the morning. Well, morning came and Payson accompanied the group as they headed to Lusaka International Airport. On the minibus, Meg asked, Paisan, may we have your address so we can keep in touch with you? We will give you our addresses too. Of course, replied Pezan. I will be happy to keep in touch with my new friends. The minibus arrived at the airport. As they were waiting to board the plane, Sigourney turned to Pezan and said, Zikomo, and gave him a hug. Paisan had a look of surprise on his face. How did you learn to say thank you in Nyanja? Sigourney winked at Shelly. Let's just say I had a little help. Miss Poach walked up to the eggs. Children, here are your envelopes, she said as she handed one each to Sigourney, Reggie, Meg and Gregory. You know how we do it. On the count of three, you may open them. One, two, three! Meg was the first to get her envelope open. Australia, she exclaimed. Miss Poach unfolded the map from her purse. That's right. We're headed down under. Wow, Paisan really showed the eggs a great time in Zambia. This farm sounds amazing, and the baskets they weave turned out beautiful. He's also teaching them some new words. One of my favorite Nyanja words he taught them is "kond," or please in English. How about trying it out when you ask for something? People will wanna know what you're saying. May I have more juice, kond? And I'm so glad the eggs are also trying the different kinds of local food in Zambia. It sure sounds delicious. Make it a point this week for you to try one new food. It doesn't have to be a Zambian dish, but try something you've never tried before. You just might like it. And another thing you can do today, look up a picture of Victoria Falls. I've never seen it in person, but I can imagine being there. It sounds breathtaking. No wonder the eggs couldn't stop staring at it. And what about that zebra? It finally showed up. Reggie was so excited. I'm really glad he and the other eggs got to experience that beautiful sight. And what about Miss Poach? She really thought a big snake was attacking her, but I'm glad she was okay. You know what else I really like? That the eggs are thinking of Peggy and Benedict by sending them postcards. That's very thoughtful of them. Why don't you think about writing a note to someone today? Just say hi or tell them you're thinking of them. It might just make their day. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed Zambia. Now we're off to Australia. We'll talk next time, mates. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a good egg. To learn more, visit www.thegoodeggs.org. You'll find information on the Good Eggs book series, lesson plans, word search, and crossword puzzles, and more. You can also learn about the Good Eggs Foundation and how we serve our community. There's a lot to see on our website, so be sure to check it out. That's www.thegoodeggs.org. Thank you.